Welcome to Chai and Days of the Journey, conversations with publisher Chris Milligan. I am Bruce Totoris. With us is Wayne Madsen, a Washington, D.C.-based investigative journalist, author, and columnist whose work can be found at waynemadsenreport.com. His Chai and Day books are Overthrow a Fascist Regime on $15 a Day, The Internet of Regulars versus the Powers That Be, and Jaded Tasks, Brass Plates, Black Ops, and Big Oil, The Blood Politics of George Bush and Company. And Wayne's self-published book is The Rise of the Fascist Fourth Reich, The Era of Trumpism, and the New Far Right. Wayne and Chris, it's great to be with you both. Good to be here. Thank, thank you, Wayne, very much for coming on. And thank you, Bruce. You know, this podcast is called The Journey, and definitely we have been going through some uh, journeys here in, in our life. And well, Wayne, let, let's start off first with the uh, with the uh, hurricane you because you are now actually based in Florida and on that uh, the Gulf Coast. So we would have really uh, wound up like they did down in Naples and uh, Fort Myers had the, the hurricane not made a sudden right turn. Uh, it was heading in this direction. It was heading towards Tampa Bay and for some reason, some people in the south part, southwest part of the state decide, well, it's not going to hit us, so we're just going to stay. You, you can never predict where one of these things will go. So if it's in your neighborhood, it's always wise to get, get out of town. <laughs> yeah. And um, But this one wasn't predicted to do any damage on the East Coast, and it crossed the state, picked up strength. And uh, really hammered uh, Daytona Beach and Jacksonville. And then, of course, went up and got South Carolina and, it, and North Carolina. And it still wasn't finished because it later caused flooding uh, on the Jersey coast. So everyone that's been talking about climate change has said that these storms will increase in intensity and unpredictability and like some others, um, uh, Ian, uh, Hurricane Ian was no, uh, no different. Yeah, yeah, the, the oceans are warming faster than ever, and in warm ocean water, uh, these storms pick up power from the, from the warm ocean. And uh, I got a, a note, too, from uh, John Loftus, who, who lives in, uh, around uh, Tampa uh, Bay there. And yeah. uh, he, he told this story about the, the middens, the, uh, these piles of shells that the Indians used to put up. And, and if you look there, they're all around uh, the Gulf Coast, uh, you know, even uh, towards Louisiana and around the whole mm -hmm. thing. And these midden piles, uh, they were all up to 50 feet. Okay, and and all around the coast, because these Indians, you know, had been there for uh, many thousands of years, and they yeah. realized that, hey, every once in a while, uh, that ocean, you get 40 uh, foot waves coming in there. Yeah. So they created these these midden piles, and he was actually in a hospital that was called Mound Hospital, because it was built on these midden mounds, and it yeah. was only... Uh, one of uh, two hospitals that, that didn't close there uh, in, the, in the Tampa Bay area. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, uh, we, we all think that, oh, well, gosh, we're so sophisticated and everything and we can take care of stuff. But, you know, Mother Nature 
shows that uh, she has quite a bit of uh, power, you, you might say. And, and the, Native, the Native Americans, as with most indigenous peoples, they fully understand these changes. They're some of the first to realize when they're occurring. I mean, Native Americans, the Australian Aborigines, all are witnessing this sudden climate change. And uh, of course, they're conveniently ignored. <laughs> right. One thing, uh, because of some things my daddy told me, you know, I started uh, diving into quote unquote conspiracy theory many years ago. And, you know, a, a lot of people, uh, you know, use conspiracy theory in, in many different ways. And one thing I noticed very early on was, you know, people were saying, well, climate change is just a, is just a hoax, just a conspiracy yeah. theory and, and all this type of stuff. And, you know, uh, why, why did they do that? Because, oh, well, they think it's true or, you know, there, there could be some agendas uh, tied uh, to different conspiracy theories that are, are foisted upon us. And, and now here we are, um, you know, about, like believe less than a month before a, a big election. And, you know, I, I find it very interesting that, you know, the quote unquote economic powers, especially things like the uh, gas and oil people are, are, are doing things to make uh, the uh, electorate anxious, okay? And, 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 and feel bad about things because, uh, you know, as we know, when uh, people get anxious and unsure of the future, uh, they might uh, do something rash, like uh, uh, vote uh, some silly people in. Uh, yeah, or re-elect some silly people already there. And of course, uh, this is a, a conscious decision by the oil and, and, and energy companies, aided and abetted by Vladimir Putin, of course. Um, and uh, it, it's also having an effect in Europe. What people are failing to realize, and I believe this, uh, that this economic downturn started with the pandemic. It was... Donald Trump's inaction and that of his incompetent administration. I mean, he put his ridiculously ignorant son-in-law, Jared Kushner, in charge of the effort. And uh, now we're reaping what was sown back during the Trump administration. And, and, you know, I think President Biden deserves a lot of credit for taking a terrible situation and trying to get us back on an even keel. I, I liken his efforts to those of Franklin Roosevelt in the 30s, who was elected because of the Republican depression. And it was very, very hard to get the economy back in, in shape, to get people back to work. And people off the bat were criticizing Roosevelt, but eventually he got there. It wasn't easy. And it's not easy for, for Joe Biden to get there either, but I'm afraid after having written the book on the history of fascism in this country, especially in the 30s, two attempts in, right. in 1934 and another one being highlighted by Rachel Maddow on her podcast called Ultra. I listened to two of them. They're very good. One would almost say that she's delving into conspiracy theory, but there was another attempt to overthrow the, the Roosevelt administration in 1940 by fa um, Father Charles Coughlin, 
an extreme right wing pro Hitler radio commentator who by far had the biggest audience of any other person, more so than Jack Benny, more so than than uh, uh, Bob Hope, uh, more so than anyone else on the radio in those days, including Walter Winchell. Uh, and um, it was a second attempt. And isn't it funny? Well, I think it's ironic. It's not funny uh, that the January 6th committee has uncovered what amounts to a major conspiracy by the Trump administration, aided and abetted by the Pentagon, by the secrets, members of the Secret Service, agents of the FBI, to overthrow. It wasn't an insurrection. It was an attempted coup. And they had support, at least with one justice on the Supreme Court, maybe others. And it almost succeeded. Uh, we would have seen Trump uh, declare the Insurrection Act in force, martial law, and it may have been the last uh, honest election this country ever had. Right. Well, I, I just saw a, an opinion piece by Fukuyama talking about uh, the end of history and, and the relationship between, you know, uh, democratic republics and authoritarian regimes. Yeah. Okay. And, and he, he, you know, because uh, I've been, you know, looking at, at material that, well, we actually uh, published a book, uh, Estelin's latest book about global projects, talks about, uh, you know, the different quote unquote power centers. And basically their posit, okay, was it by uh, 2045, America would be, would cease to exist, okay, because there is so much division here and we don't have a, a strong man that can step in and, and stop the yeah. division. So uh, our, our democratic republic is, is just going to uh, fall away. Okay. And, and, it, and it does seem that there are people that are actively working towards that sort of agenda. Oh, yeah. I think if you take, take that notion along with this uh, racist, the great replacement theory, which is now like Republican doctrine, advanced by people like Tucker Carlson, that there's a nefarious cabal of Jews who are, who are intending to replace white Americans with non-white people from other parts of the country. I mean, this is pure Hitler nonsense. Hitler said the same thing. He demonized the Jews. He said Germany's all of its ills were because of them. And now we see Trump coming right out and basically saying and tweeting the same sort of nonsense. Recently, in a very Hitler-like uh, statement, uh, he said, you know, American Jews ought to be more loyal to me or else. I'm paraphrasing what he said, but that's essentially what he was right. stating. Yeah, you know, when I, when I was growing up, you know, uh, you, you, you'd looked at history and you, you would say, well, how how did Germany get that way? How did you know Hitler get in power? You know what what was the matter with those people? Yeah. You know, well, uh, yeah, it 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 kind of uh, shows how how it was done. I mean, these same tropes are just doing it over and over and over again. It's really sad. It is, and most people wouldn't realize that in the twenties and early thirties, Berlin was considered a more liberal open, when I say open for all kinds of things, you know, 
sexual mores and whatnot, then Paris. And, and you remember the, the musical and the movie Cabaret. It showed that. And that was essentially Berlin. And that all changed so fast. Right. Well, Hitler I mean, took over. Yeah. Uh, you know, because, you know, the, these guys' hatred for, you know, uh, people of, uh, that look differently than them, than that, that think, you know, think a little bit different than them. Uh, you know, I mean, wh what are they going to do? Are they going to, you know, kill them all? Are they going to put them in jail? You know, or, or are they just going to, uh, they like the uh, division of people throwing stuff at each other and, and making us ungovernable. Yeah, essentially that's, that's true. And now we, we've seen recently the same sort of demonization by Russia of Ukrainians as a people as a distinct and separate group of people. And um, it's not much different than what we're seeing here regarding uh, all kinds of various ethnic groups, um, Hispanic Americans, African Americans, so forth and so on. But it's, it's amazing to see the Republican Party, which has basically been in servitude to Vladimir Putin since 2016. It was a very, uh, important development just um two days ago when durham's thing Durham, durham's case yes it showed that trump was using this corrupt prosecutor john durham to try to breathe life into his uh it's a hoax it's theory. a hoax it's a witch it's yeah, yeah hoax 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 yeah <laughs> and he was legally being wiretapped and now i've looked into this going back to the 80s Trump Tower, from the minute it opened, I believe it was 84, it was under surveillance because the people that moved in included a lot of gangsters and other people. You remember in Gotham City, uh, Batman's biggest crisis was when all of his, all the villains uh, decided to pool the resources and they ran to Penguin for mayor and he won and they took over. So basically, Trump Tower was like a central location for gangsters in New York of every nature, Russian gangsters, nefarious people from other republics of the former Soviet Union that came to this country after the collapse with lots of money, tons of money. It was the headquarters for the world, you know, uh, football, soccer, uh, so FIFA, which is wracked by corruption. So the FBI had every reason in the world to be monitoring that particular building. It was the legion of villains. Yeah. Unfortunately, recently, the FBI seems like they've been penetrated by Trumpers, which uh, isn't going to do much for them uh, and their credibility in the future. Not that they had much to begin with, but they I think they have much less so now. Right. Well, we've got one author, uh, Jeff uh, Gilson, who... Uh... Uh, he was a uh, worked with a, a law firm in in Britain, and his uh, one of his partners uh, was a, a bag man and a major speechwriter for Margaret Thatcher. And and during the Iran Iraq War, there was you know uh, people selling uh, arms to both sides, billions of dollars. Uh, when, especially when you're selling in the Middle East, there's a you know bakshish. You, you've got your uh, bribery, yep. and so. These people say, well, hey, wait a minute, I'm paying these guys money. 
why can't I get some too? And so they, they started to have to create this huge uh, money laundering uh, uh, thing. And uh, they started to work with uh, Simon Mogilvich uh, oh, yeah. from, from Eastern Europe. And, the most notorious and, and, member of the Russian mob. Right, right. And then uh, Robert Maxwell, okay, was one of the main people involved uh, with this. And then, you know, he got uh, thrown off his boat in 91. And, you know, when you're doing big operations like this, it's very, you like to have a whale, somebody who can, you know, hide and, and move things around and, and whatnot. And there's a lot of um, evidence and uh, other things that point to that after Maxwell got uh, put overboard, uh, the whale they brought in to uh, for that money laundering was was Mr. Trump. Okay, absolutely. Uh, you know, Trump took all of his dad's money. Fred Trump, who I, a senior, who I I uh, have concluded was not only a member of the German American Bund in the 30s, but was an active supporter of it, and may have been on a German American Bund delegation dressed in their Nazi mufti. In 1936, there's a picture of somebody that looks an awful lot like Fred Trump Sr. with uh, that Fritz Kuhn, who was the head of the German-American Bund, meeting Hitler in Berlin during the Olympics. You know, like with a lot of these photos, I, I ask people, well, they say, well, I can't be Fred Trump. They said, well, tell me if you're, you're such an expert on the Bund in the 30s. And I, I read through every German-American Bund newspaper issued, published from 1933 to when they were put out of business right around the time of Pearl Harbor. And uh, these people say, well, I can't be Fred Trump Sr. And I said, well, you're the expert. Tell me who it is. Well, I don't know who it is, but it's not him. You know, I, I had the same situation when somebody pointed out this photo in 1963 of somebody standing next to Oswald in front of the trademark in New Orleans, who looked an awful lot like Ted Cruz's dad. I asked these experts, I said, well, you're, you're the expert, tell me who it is. Well, we don't know, but it's not, it's not Cruz's father. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Twitter was evidence that Cruz's father had a, relate, had a business relationship with Clay Shaw and, right, and right. other well, people. He was also involved in intelligence too. And, oh, sure, and he was. He was paraded around as a pro-Castro Cuban when he lived in Texas. Who does that sound like? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. And, 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 and you know, we know, uh, like, Martin Bormann. I mean, oh. he was Hitler's secretary, and basically he had control of, of uh, the, the economics, the money. And, you know, uh, we know that several years before the war ended, they realized that they were going to lose. And they started shifting a lot of their stuff to South America oh, and yeah. other places, you know, oh, I mean, yeah. they, including they, themselves. Yeah, the fascist <laughs> international hasn't gone away. I wonder if uh, either Martin Borman or any of the others uh, had any relationships in Virginia where Steve Bannon was born back in the early 50s. Uh, <laughs> makes, makes me wonder. Uh, <laughs> No, no, no. That's that's a that's a conspiracy theory there. You know, well, <laughs> I mean, for a guy that was in the Navy um, as an officer, as I was, I just find it atrocious 
that this guy has become this promoter of fascism. I mean, what, what's not said about, I, I think you could get Bannon on violation of Logan Act. I know it, it's never really been prosecuted. This is an act passed at the very end of the um, 18th century that said Americans can't engage in their own foreign policy. Well, Bannon's been doing nothing but that. He, he's got a relationship with Orban, as does Tucker Carlson in Hungary, a fascist. He's a good friend of this incoming prime minister in Italy, Georgia Maloney, who is a self-professed fascist and admirer of Benito Mussolini. He's, he's been dabbling with Marine Le Pen, the fascist in France. Uh, and he even was in Italy trying to set up a gladiator school for fascist students to go out and spread the fascist ideology around the world. Now, the Pope intervened in that and shut it down. He was taking over this old Italian monastery. And, um, and, then, and then what does Bannon do? He turns up in Vatican City where he's here conspiring with the former Pope, Benedict XVI, and a couple of people involved with Opus Dei to try to oust Pope Francis. To me, he is a walking and talking violation of Logan Act. And that, that should be what he, in addition to all of his other crimes, he should be prosecuted for. I'm not, I'm not a lawyer. I didn't go to law school, nor do I play a lawyer on TV. But I think I could mount a very good prosecution against Mr. Bannon for violation of the Logan Act, because he does have his own private foreign policy funded by a Chinese billionaire expat who's not even thought to be a, uh, an opponent of the Beijing regime and maybe uh, a feint to oh, try yeah. To, yeah. for China yeah. to try to get involved in our po politics like Russia, Saudi Arabia, and other countries have been successful at. Right. And, and not only that, but he, he's been involved in, in pump and dump schemes. Uh, he's oh. been involved in, in the drug trade, also been involved in, in, in pornography. And including it, including child pornography. Right. It, 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 it's just amazing the quote unquote pass that uh, that these folks are getting. It, it, it's, it is. Uh, you know, I say every time a Republican makes an accusation, they're basically it's an admission. It's projection. It's gaslighting. This is what they're this they do all the time. They they accuse Democrats of grooming kids. When it, just the other day they arrested a Republican candidate for a lower lower ticket uh, on the on the ballot office in Arizona, they caught him masturbating in his truck parked near a a preschool. Yeah, it's a it, it's a uh, very interesting time we live in and. You know, in a, in a month, you know, we'll we'll find out if, if these guys can just continue to to, to sow chaos. Well, that's and, their that's their goal. Right, right. Uh, Bruce, do you have any uh, questions for Wayne? Any any thoughts? Yeah, just a general question about the the folks who've seen tons to incriminate the the Democrat Party and Democrats according to them equally in terms of the corruption and the perfidy. What do you what do you say to, to that assertion well, or here, here's the here's what's going to happen if they take that the Republicans take the House. I think there's a, a good chance that the Democrats could keep the Senate, although it may not be 
with a comfortable majority. Uh, we're going to see Jim Jordan, who also has a background with uh, molestation of students when he was a wrestling coach at Ohio State. He's repeatedly lied about his involvement in that case. He'll become the chairman of the Judiciary Committee. He's promised impeaching. He's going to impeach uh, Joe Biden. He's going to impeach Kamala Harris. He's talking about having a, a, a January 6th type committee to prosecute the members of the January 6th committee for going after those who were responsible for an attempted coup. He will turn this country into a, the government into a circus. Uh, he will win because of his gerrymandered district in Ohio. He's a, a, a committed Republican fascist, friend of Matt Gates, who also has a an issue ongoing with underage trafficking. Marjorie Taylor Greene, who goes out of her way to praise Vladimir Putin every chance she gets. Lauren Boebert, who basically uh, had trouble getting her G high school GED and is, a, is a, an idiot. Now, I know people over the years have said, my congressman is an idiot or congresswoman is an idiot. That's hyperbole, yes. But in Boebert's case, she's an idiot. <laughs> and she's now, a member of Congress. Well, um, to, to, get to, Bruce's, to get to Bruce's question, uh, one thing you can look at is, is basically, I mean, the judiciary is, is hopefully, uh, you know, a bit of a uh, non-political thing to a uh, certain extent. It was. Okay. <laughs> and, and, but if, if you look at the indictments during Republican administrations, oh. they're they're over the top. You look at indictments in Democratic administrations; they're very very small. George H. W. Bush, uh, oh. George W. Bush, all had uh, many many indictments. Okay, and then they had ba uh, Bill Barr in there uh, running interference. Okay, so uh, yeah, there is corruption uh, in 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 both parties. There's corruption in lots of places of America, but as far as carrying uh, our democratic republic on their shoulders right now. It's a demo. It's a democratic party. The Republican Party is just a bunch of grifters and liars. Yeah. And if people can't see mm. that, they don't know themselves. No. Uh, you know, it it has gotten the Republican Party is it's it's really turned into a cult of personality party around Trump and and his acolytes. Uh, if he were to croak tomorrow, it would be. Our fascist, I call him the fascisti, the Italian word. He's the fascisti, fascisti governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, a reserve lieutenant commander in the Navy, I would add, who should have been court-martialed for disobeying orders from the commander-in-chief a long time ago. He's a member of the Judge Advocate uh, Corps. He's a lawyer, went to Harvard Law, and um, he has done everything in his power to violate not only the U.S. Constitution, but the Constitution of the state of Florida, he's corrupt. I think he's guilty of stolen valor. I wonder where he gets all these medals he wears, as a, including a, a warfare uh, insignia. I, I checked out the warfare insignia. It's, it's called, he's, he calls himself an information space warrior. Uh, he got that supposedly when he did his little tour in Iraq as a lawyer for, for the Marines. 
He shows up in his uh, campaign ads wearing his chest full of medals. Stolen valor. Probably one of the worst things uh, a person on active duty or not. There's people who've never been on active duty that are guilty of stolen valor. But I think he's a stolen valor case. And I, I'm absolutely disgusted at the number of veterans in this state that are going on commercials for him saying what a great guy he is. I don't know where they served in the military, but I know enough about the military after spending 10 years on active duty in the Navy as an officer and four years in the reserves that Ron DeSantis, if I were writing his fitness report, I would recommend, I would not recommend it for promotion and I would recommend him for discharge under other than honorable conditions from the Navy. You know, we've got one of the defenders of the vestiges of the constitution is Liz Cheney. I mean, after how I covered her father during the Iraq war and all the other stuff, right. I find myself, I, I oh my God, I, I you know, I, I, of course it's, it's much worse. Right. Uh, and even Dick Cheney came to his daughter's defense, but the Cheney name means nothing in Wyoming anymore. Right. They used to run that state. <laughs> So uh, any, any, any last words here? Uh, I, I, one thing I wouldn't pay a lot of attention to are these polls. We haven't had independent pollsters since Gallup, Roper, and Harris years ago. Since that time, all these pollsters are either affiliated with universities who are only in the business of making money, getting press, or media companies that are parts of large corporations. Those corporations, of course, donating lots of money to the Republicans because they want to save taxes. Right, so, right. Well, um, and, and, and polling right now is, is a lot harder to do. I mean, you've got such a, a fractured uh, electorate as far as how to get a hold of them. You know, I mean, basically everybody used to have a landline and, you know, and some pollsters still call landlines. Now, if you call landlines in Florida, take the, the villages, for example, 80% of your respondents at least are going to say, oh, yeah, I'm a Republican. What about the cell phones, texting? Uh, I don't think they're getting a, a proper representation. And also, people are afraid that, look, when's the last time you saw a political bumper sticker on a car? I know people that won't put lawn signs out. You know why? If they're Democrats or supporting Democratic candidates, they're afraid their car is going to get keyed, uh, vandalized. Their house is going to be vandalized. Same thing with a, a, a cold call. Somebody says, who are you planning to vote for? How do you know they, 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 they don't or They probably know where you live. Of course they do. You're not going to tell them. Right. You're, going to give them you're going to give them phony information. Right. Well, we're, we're, we're entering the, the nutzoid uh, period here, you know, up up to this election. I mean, it's going to get. Uh, there's going to be people throwing so much stuff. It's going to, you know. I, I'm I'm real happy out here in Oregon. We every it's it's all vote by mail. Although you got a wild card uh, for the governor's race out there, which well, you have you have uh, Phil Knight, uh, Nike. He basically caused the whole situation. He 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 yeah. propped up a uh, quote unquote third party candidate. And, and now he's giving money to the Republican yeah. one because, you know, uh, he doesn't like uh, the, the, the Democratic one because they want to get more taxes, you know, out of oh, yeah. rich people. Yeah. 
and yeah. and and he's the richest person in Oregon. Okay. Yeah, because he because oh, a lot of his shoes are made in Indonesia and Bangladesh. Right, right. That's you the know. that's the sorry story about him. And what what did like Elon Musk and Peter Thiel and Phil Knight and these guys all get together? Uh, there's your conspiracy of people that are trying to manipulate the world. Right, right. Well, well, you know, we live in a world where corporations are people, okay, and money is speech. Yeah. You know, and which is not right and not not proper and, and these people that are going around saying oh it's a cabal of like trump a cabal of jews doing this and that and the other thing great replacement theory and oh, i got news for peter thiel and elon musk are from apartheid south africa they are both promoters of nazism absolutely not fascism pure nazism absolutely. peter thiel especially Absolutely. And and they're using this money and the economic power to really create a chaotic situation here to push people in to voting for, oh, well, these people will save us or whatever, you know, and, and I look at them and say, oh, well, again, you know, what are they going to do? Are they going to just, you know, kill or jail everybody that they don't yeah. like? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wow. I'm afraid it could come to that because uh, look at some of the massacres we've seen carried out by people uh, uh, in this country at yep. synagogues and at mosques and, and in churches. And, and uh, you look at the, the, the nutball, a retired army colonel running for governor of Pennsylvania, Doug Mastriano, an out and out Nazi. He's promoted by Gab, which is the guy that shot up and killed all those people at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh got all of his propaganda from Gab. So we got a guy running and now he's running against the attorney general of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, Josh Shapiro. And what is he hitting him with? Oh, he sent his kids to a Jewish private school. It's there. We are in the thirties in Germany. We're right there. It's the same rhetoric, the same propaganda. It, it worries me. Amen. Well, yeah. let's, let's, uh, do what we can. And like I, you know, yeah. I uh, encourage I'm too people old to move. If to I were move. younger, I'd think about a, an escape plan, but I, not at my age. <laughs> okay. Well, Wayne, it's been a pleasure talking to you and I, I'm glad you uh, survived the hurricane and, and, and thank you very much. And onwards, you know, let's, uh, how we, you know, we need a better future for our children. Yes. And, it's, and it's, I would say vote democratic from, from your senator and governor all the way down to the, the member of the local zoning commission or planning board. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Take care. Okay. God bless. Bye-bye. Same to you. Bye.